Hi there, and welcome to the next episode of a podcast about Dagenham and Redbridge FC called Once a Dagger, Always a Dagger. I always have a bit of trouble deciding what I'm next going to ramble on about, so uh, I thought it was uh, apt this week, as it's the week that we play Gillingham in the FA Cup, to talk about uh, past FA Cup campaigns with uh, both Dagenham FC uh, and Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, I know some supporters don't go back quite as far as I do, but uh, if I'm going to ramble, I like to take the opportunity to ramble about quite a long time ago too. But hopefully you'll find little bits and pieces interesting, even if you weren't necessarily a supporter at the time. Uh, the FA Cup, of course, has um, a lot of um, good memories usually for uh, non-league teams and the odd occasional bad one where you might get hammered or a last-minute goal might have cost you your dreams. And that's happened to Dagenham on uh, more than one occasion. Uh, but uh, it is a time uh, when the non-league team can get centre stage, uh, can make the papers, can perhaps even nowadays get on television, though back in the day that would never have happened. But there are there are now quite a lot more opportunities to get on TV with all the, the money that that can uh, also go into the non-league club, which is always more than welcome. In fact, the Dagenham game tomorrow night uh, at Gillingham is um, live on BBC Three, I believe. I will be going to the game, but I expect I'll be recording it. And if we happen to get the result we're looking for, which will be a positive one, uh, I'll be home and I'll be watching it. If we happen to lose, it will just stay in the recording batch. And I don't suppose it'll ever see the light of day. There's another game like that. Um, We played in the playoff final in 2003, I think it was, at Stoke against Doncaster. Lost on the golden goal. Uh, it was actually a pretty exciting game, apart from the result. The only major English um, event, I think, that's finished on a, a domestic event that's finished on a golden goal. Typical Dagenham to be on the wrong end of that. Uh, and I did tape that, and uh, it's a game I've never watched, and I'm pretty sure I never will. So, looking back over past FA Cup campaigns, I'm going to start with uh, the Dagenham ones rather than Dagenham and Redbridge, because uh, they came first, of course, uh, and just highlight a few... Uh, Notable um, upsets or matches, little bits of information about a few of them. Hope you find it uh, uh, entertaining and interesting, as I did when I was looking back on these. Some of them I remember, some of them I had to look up. Uh, A lot of it's, um, as I've said before on other episodes, uh, it's uh, purely from my memory and mind, which uh, as time goes on may be fading. So excuse me if I get a few details wrong, minor or major, uh, but um, hope you enjoy anyway. Now, when Dagenham were formed in 1949, uh, that was quite um, a a small uh, club, obviously, at the time, brand new, uh, post-war and getting things together and finding a place to play that probably would have met FA requirements at the time or not. And I don't think Dagenham actually entered the FA Cup for the first uh, couple of seasons, but they did in uh, 1951-52. And it actually took until 1967-68 season Uh, for the Daggers to reach the first round of the Cup. We had quite a lot of um, disappointments at the third qualifying round or the fourth qualifying round, but in 67-68, we actually reached um, the first round, won that first round tie against Tunbridge, and then got quite a good draw away uh, at Reading, who were going quite well at the time. Uh, And we uh, managed to secure a one-all draw with that. I remember going to that game. Uh, and it was very exciting. It was seeing Dagenham at a league ground was a bit different from seeing them at uh, 
home or somewhere like uh, Averley or Ryslip Manor or somewhere quite obscure. This was actually seeing them at uh, a professional ground. It was very exciting. We got a one-all draw. Dave Harris scored. Uh, we had a replay back at Dagenham. And this is one of the first, or well, the first biggest game I can ever remember at the club. I remember getting there at 6 o'clock, uh, 7.30 kick-off for this night game and massive queues uh, in the in the car park all the way down the road and I thought uh, of course it wasn't all ticket it was just pay on the gate uh, I thought uh, oh I'm gonna struggle to get in here of course I was quite young at the time not quite as tall as I am now and as I wandered about the car park they opened up uh, a gate just out the blue and I was pretty much the first one in the ground purely by chance got right behind the goal uh, and uh, it was it was packed that night. Uh, Daggers went down uh, 1-0, unfortunately. Um, a goal scored by a chap called John Sainty. Ironically enough, he was born in Dagenham and he, he knocks us out of the cup. But it was packed that, that night. The crowd was officially 6,700, but I can assure you it was a lot more than that. Um, there's been some pictures posted on uh, the Daggers Friends group uh, on Facebook recently of the ground. Uh, not as old as that, but certainly showing what it used to be like before the new stands were built. And behind one goal, the Pomfield end, um, regular supporters might remember, that used to be a grass bank. And that was a big grass bank. There was no uh, terrace in there. Uh, there was no safety barriers. It was just grass. And trust me, that was packed that night. That would never be allowed nowadays. That's potentially <laughs> health and safety would not permit that for a second. But... That ground was packed that night. It was officially 6,000. I've always thought it was 8, 9, maybe even more than that. But it was, it was a packed. It was a great night. Of course, we lost. Uh, we did actually, because that was the second round tie, we actually uh, uh, did make the draw for that one because it was drawn before the replay. And, of course, the winners of that got uh, Man City uh, at home. Uh, oh, sorry, Man City. Yeah, Man City. And... Um, and this is 67-68, that was the, the days of Bell, Summer, B and Lee and etc. And they were actually the first division or what would maybe be called the Premiership Champions that year, uh, the Malcolm Allison era, and they were the team of the day. And the Dangers would have played them, but of course we lost the replay and Reading got that honour. They managed to get a draw in the first game, but lost the replay 7-0. So I wonder how we would have fared, but uh, I suspect we wouldn't have done much better. But what an honour that would have been had we been playing the, uh, the reigning champions at the time or the team that we're going to win anyway that season uh, we didn't play again in the um, FA Cup first round for a couple of years uh, the 69-70 season we got to round one we lost one at home to Sutton but the highlight of that campaign was the third qualifying round uh, when we played away to Romford and obviously Romford being our local rivals uh, the Southern League was going then. Romford were in the Southern League. That was considered the Premiership, uh, the Premier competition of its time. Non-League then, I would think. It's probably fair to say. Sort of like the Conference uh, is now. Um, so you had a few Southern-based and Northern-based leagues, but then you had like the Southern League, which went over a bigger period, a bigger thing. And people could, in theory, get promoted from that or re-elected from that into the Football League. It didn't often happen. And Romford had actually won the, had won that league uh, not long before that and was still quite a good side, getting good crowds, playing at Brooklands. And Daggers went there as the up-and-coming local upstarts. Ted Hardy in charge. He didn't uh, um, review Daggers as the underdogs there and he went there to win. And we did win 2-1. George Brooks scored both uh, goals, one an overhead kick crowd of nearly 4,000 and that's again one of the uh, 
highlights of my time supporting Daggers back in the uh, early days, local bragging rights and all that. That was uh, that was very enjoyable. Two one. We got to the uh, we got in the first round in 1970-71 by virtue of getting to the Amateur Cup final. And in those days, the Amateur Cup finalists used to be awarded. Uh, as a prize, a place in the first round of the cup. So rather than have to go through four qualifying rounds, we were put straight into the first round. Uh, we beat Margate in the first round. The second round, we played South End United away. Um, now, back in those days, they were league side, obviously. Now they're in the same division as us, and we've got a good, quite a good record against them over the last five years. But um, in this round two game, we went to South End again, very much the underdogs. They had a few games around about that time uh, against non-league teams, and they'd had, they'd had a win of ten nil and I think a nine nil, but they'd smashed two teams. So we went there in a certain uh, sense of trepidation, uh, and in front of a crowd of nearly eleven thousand, we did actually lose one nil. Uh, but if I was to tell you that we dominated that whole game, uh, and to this day I don't know how we didn't win it. They had a Welsh under twenty three keeper called Brian Lloyd, and he played like. Um, Gordon Banks that day, and basically he was the reason we didn't we didn't win it. We should have absolutely won that game, and we lost one nil. Uh, the following season, we were back in uh, the first round of the cup, straight uh, straight passage because again we got to the Amateur Cup final, so we got the reward even though we'd lost again in the Amateur Cup final. Uh, we got uh, the um, we got a game in the first round. We drew Walsall away. I remember going to that game. Um, my first experience of the Black Country accent. Uh, I was uh, I was slightly above the age of um, being a, a considered a child at that time, but trying to save money, I went through the um, the child gate, and I was being quite tall by then, so I might have looked a bit older. And um, the chap asked me about four times. Uh, I think he asked me anyway what age I was, and I literally couldn't understand a word he said. Even uh, I did get through though, and uh, I was there to see us get smashed four one. But again, first round of the cup. It was a good day out. Uh, after that, we didn't uh, we didn't surface again in the first round of the cup for a couple of years. Seventy three, seventy four. We played um, Aldershot in the first round, and they were league side at the time, and we got comprehensively beaten four uh, nil. I wouldn't talk much about that campaign, except it took us eight games to get to the first round, even though there's only four qualifying rounds. The point of that being the because in the first round we played Chesham. Cheshunt, and we played them four times. And nowadays, of course, fixture congestion and the players are definitely uh, more mollycoddled, shall we say, and or maybe it's more looked after. I don't know. You can judge that one for yourself. Uh, we played them four times. It was draw, 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 and eventually we won, beat Hampton and Kingstonian, and then we played in the fourth qualifying round two games against Bishop Stortford before we eventually got through. And after all that huffing and puffing. Uh, we got smashed 4-0 by Aldershot. After this, there was a couple of fallow years before in 77-78. We got to the first round again, once again by virtue of an appearance at Wembley, this time in the trophy final, which had uh, now replaced the Amateur Cup. The, it was the FA Trophy. Uh, and we got to the final. We lost in Scarborough. 1-0 up, two minutes to go, lost 2-1. Our very Dagnum. Uh, but the reward for that was a first round trip. And again, we managed to draw Walsall away. Again, we lost only 1-0 this time. And I remember that was quite a good performance, even though we went down, uh, put up quite a good show, but ultimately uh, we were beaten. 
Uh, the following season, again, we reached the first round, uh, played in the fourth qualifying round, and we played Earthling Borough Diamonds, drew 0-0 at home in that one. I only remember or mention this one because um, we uh, went to the replay and it was the opening of their newish ground uh, with floodlights, a big thing. And, of course, they all moved on to become Rushton and Diamonds, uh, when the Dr. Martin's uh, chat, Max uh, Griggs, is it? Griggs, I think. He was um, he was sponsoring them and funding them and they ended up reaching the Football League and then funding went and then they, they've gone back down the leagues now and the grounds now, I think a retail park, probably a housing estate. Uh, so we were there at the opening of that and uh, they opened the floodlights that night and uh, the light shone on us because we won 2-1. Made the first round, got Watford away um, in the first round again beaten quite um i wouldn't say badly we've beaten well beaten three nil uh it was a hat trick by ross jenkins who people might remember was um a bit of a stick insect center forward a bit like an early version of peter crouch and he got a hat trick and knocked us out uh next appearance round one uh 80 81 again we'd uh, won the trophy uh, at wembley so apart from the glory of that the reward was the first round of the cup and funnily enough, we drew tomorrow night's opponents, Gillingham, uh, in round one. We went down 2-1. Good performance, but uh, ultimately we were unsuccessful. Uh, the following season, um, we managed to reach the second round. We played Millwall at home, which was, uh, again, quite a big game uh, Big game for that. I think the game was possibly delayed because I remember it was a night game um, and we lost 2-1 at home in front of nearly 5,000. Uh, I seem to recall that... Uh, a future England manager scored one of the goals. I wonder if you can remember who that might be. Uh, I'll mention it again towards the end of this. So it's a future England manager scored for Millwall that night and there might even have been the winner, the first goal or the winner, because we lost 2-1. In 82-83, again, we had Gillingham away uh, in round one and um, we lost again. So I'm hoping it's going to be at least third time lucky tomorrow night. And only lost 1-0 and I think the goal was scored by uh, not an England manager, but a man who managed at Premier League level. He's managed about over a 1,000 games, I believe. Just lost his job in the Premier League quite recently. And that player was Steve Bruce. Uh, he went on to have a pretty successful playing career and he did for us. Came up, he scored a lot of goals from centre-half. Uh, I think one season he scored 19 uh, with about 10 other assists. He had a ridiculously good season and uh, yeah, he scored against us that night. 83-84, uh, got to round one, drew at home with Brentford, managed to lose the replay 2-1. I think Delroy Roden just uh, scored our goal, just thought I'd throw him in for people to remember his name. 84-85, we had a very good season in the FA Cup. Uh, entered in the fourth qualifying round. We won at Aveley, 1-0. Goal was scored by John Watson, who only played 24 games for us. He'd been a stalwart for Wealdstone, uh, an England non-league international. He was a top player. Not sure why he only played 24 games for us. I suspect he must have been injured, uh, but he scored the winner in that goal, in that game. Uh, gave us a tie in the first round against Swindon at home, a league side, 0-0 at home. Won the replay away, 2-1. Uh, goals from uh, Les Witten, got the winner. You remember he was a little tiny forward, had a habit of scoring uh, a lot of goals for us. He, was, he wasn't the biggest player, but he, he didn't know where the goal was. And the other goal was scored by Alan Campbell, who, again, uh, people may remember, he was a big, big centre-half, but very dominating in the air, quite a tough player. Uh, and he also scored that game. Uh, in the second round, well, we played Peterborough at home. Uh, 
and uh, we won that game 1-0. Joey Dunwell scored. Uh, you can actually see highlights of that on the, I think it's on YouTube. I just happened to come across it uh, accidentally a while ago. And uh, it's quite entertaining. Uh, he scored quite a good goal. Uh, but the thing that happened in that game that um, people may remember is um, there was a bit of a pitch invasion and wall collapse and general um, bit of aggro, I would imagine, dare say as well. And the ref took the players off the field. Uh, he did eventually come back. Uh, and I'll be honest and say I don't think he added much, if any, time on. And when he blew the whistle, we were all happy, of course, because we'd just got a league scalp and we were in the third round of the cup and the uh, Peterborough manager was not very happy. And he's actually interviewed on this uh, YouTube clip and he um, he makes the point that the ref didn't really add any injury time and he accepted the defeat quite graciously, actually, but couldn't accept that they hadn't had a fair crack at it. And if I'm honest... Uh, he had a point. Now, strangely enough, uh, about five or six years after that, I was working uh, somewhere uh, and we did an exhibition of um, at Earl's Court. Uh, I was involved in setting up and uh, manning the, the, the whole exhibition thing. Uh, it was in the catering and sort of catering industry and appliances and that thing. I was walking around on my break at uh, lunchtime just looking at people's other efforts on their stalls and how they'd set them up and there was um uh, i think it was fridge freezers or just maybe kitchen appliances generally and i recognized one of the people on the stall as john wilde uh, and i sort of hovered around him saw it was his name on the on his um, jacket and um, i mentioned uh, says hello I managed to mention that i was a dagnum fan and uh, we had a little laugh about it now the other thing about that uh, season was uh, after we'd beaten uh, Peterborough, we all piled into the bar to have a few beers and celebrate this win against the league side. So we were going to make a, a bit of um, a bit of um, publicity there for the club. That was good. Might even be on television, maybe a bit of highlights from Mesh Day, even good. Uh, and then obviously we'd wait till the draw Monday and we'd get Man United away and oh, what a good day out we were going to have. Uh, well, for some reason that year, the FA decided to draw it at five o'clock. So we... We're in a packed upstairs bar listening to this draw and we came out quite early on carlisle united away and no offense to carlisle but that was probably the worst draw we could have got not the biggest club not the biggest crowd the longest distance not much chance of too much sort of glory you could say and so it turned out to be we went there in january and we lost one nil we should have probably got something out of that game actually again we played well on the day uh, and unfortunately, uh, Alan Campbell, who'd scored in the first round, who I mentioned, he left a back pass short. And um, this chap, Carlisle player, nipped in uh, and uh, tucked it under the keeper. I'm not saying I'm holding a grudge and remembering his name, but I'm pretty sure it was Malcolm Poskett. So I probably am holding a bit of grudge for Mr Poskett. But round three and out we'd gone. 85-86. Uh, uh, we did make uh, round two. We beat Cambridge United in the first round, another league scalp, but then uh, played Bournemouth away and lost 4-1. Uh, uh, so that was 85-86. Now, uh, you'll remember those uh, round about that period, the club was uh, going downhill a little bit in terms of resources and players and crowds, etc. So we didn't have a very, a very good one. We did make round one a couple of times, lost to Maidstone one year and Sutton uh, United 
the other the other time but in the other years we just tended to drift out in the fourth qualifying round and in 91-92 which was the last season of Dagenham we went out in the first round qualifying round to Tiptree 1-0 and that was probably one of the lower points of being a Dagenham fan um, probably when the time you realised that um, uh, the merger, which round about this time was being talked about, uh, was probably going to be a good thing if we wanted ever to see any FA Cup glory, let alone anything else. Uh, and so it turned out we did eventually merge at the end of that season. And 92-93 would be the, the beginning of what is now the Dagenham Redbridge Football Club. This is 30 years, in fact. Upon the formation of uh, Dagenham and Redbridge in 92-93, obviously we'd uh, taken over um, some players that had previously played for the previous club, Redbridge Forest. So our team obviously had improved immeasurably. So possibly we were looking at something uh, a bit more likely to have success in that first season. And so it proved we did well in the league. In the FA Cup, we had quite a, quite a good campaign. Uh, we played uh, Billericay, Stowe Market and Wildstone and Hensford and uh, got through those games. Then we got a home tie against Orient. Now, that's one of the first um, games I remember as Dagenham and Redbridge. It was a fantastic game. Uh, we lost 5-4. Ground was packed. It was a tremendously entertaining game. Uh, we were actually 3-1 up two minutes before half-time. And uh, I, I think I mentioned this before on some previous episodes uh, Orient were awarded a corner, they scored from it 3-2 and it was an obvious goal kick. I always wonder if we'd have gone in 3-1 up and not 3-2, how that game might have finished and they ended up uh, playing very well in the second half to come back from 3-2, went 5-3 up. They had a midfielder called Simon Livett who was quite deadly from set balls and uh, corners etc and uh, I think he was quite influential in that game and uh, did quite well, he ended up playing for Deggers in fact. He was a good. He was a good player, uh, Simon. But Dagenham four or five. Uh, if you ever see the video of that game, uh, I think again it might be on YouTube. I've actually also got an old VHS copy of the whole game. Uh, it's a tremendous game, and uh, we did the club proud that day. After that, we had quite a few fallow years, considering we had quite a good side until um, financial problems caused us to lose a few players and drop down the league a little bit. Uh, we went out in the fourth qualifying rounds. In 93-94, in 94-95, the second qualifying round away at Chesham United, one of the worst games I've ever had the misfortune to attend. And we had a chap called Tony Sorrell again. I think I've mentioned him before. He got sent off in that game. And uh, to be honest, that was um, well-deserved. And uh, the whole team let the, let the club down that day. It was a terribly bad performance. But that was probably a portent of the way things were going around about that time. 95-96. Uh, Again, not good years for the Daggers. And we ended up going out in the third qualifying round. Uh, we lost a replay to Perfleet, uh, who were the known as Perfleet then. Obviously, they then became Thurrock. Uh, and uh, for a small side, relatively, you didn't get big crowds. They always seemed to uh, enjoy putting it over us, and they probably did it more times than we'd have liked. Uh, nice local derby, but they, uh, they put us out that year. Uh, and 96-97... Uh, we were just beginning on the upturn then under Ted, and we had quite a good run uh, until we played Ashford, uh, drew at Ashford uh, in the first round, and then uh, managed to lose some penalties at home. But that was uh, that was quite a good campaign. Uh, one of the highlights was we played on the Isle of Wight, which I think is the only time we have won uh, 4-1. Um, we had a chap, a young chap, just making a name for himself, uh, 
played well in that game and his name was Courtney Naylor. Um, probably didn't do as much with the daggers as he might have done, but for a time he was a very, very exciting player. That was Courtney Naylor. 97-98, uh, um, we played uh, Farnborough uh, in the first round um, and uh, that was again by virtue of uh, a trophy uh, uh, appearance at Wembley where we'd lost to Woking, we got in the first round automatically, played away at Farnborough and we won 1-0. A game that we best remembered for the only Dagenham player that I'm aware of to ever be sent off for squirting a water bottle. Uh, the referee was Mark Halsey, who went on to uh, achieve um, quite a lot of, uh, well, not notoriety is probably the wrong word, but he was well known as a premiership referee, probably just making his name then. He might have been a league referee, but um, he sent off a Dagenham player uh, for squirting a water bottle. I've never forgotten it. A bit mad, I thought, really. I'm, I'm sure he'd tell me it was the laws of the game or something, but I think he made it up as he went along personally. And in the second round, we played away at Peterborough, a game we lost uh, 3-2. Again, another good game. Uh, Jimmy Quinn, a big centre-forward. Uh, I think he probably scored a hat-trick that day. He certainly got at least two, and he was the difference between the two teams. Paul Cobb scored for us, uh, and we introduced a substitute in that game. I think it was his second uh, spell at the club. He came on, and with his first touch, virtually blasted a 30-yarder into the top corner. And what a servant he ended up being for the club. That was Danny Ship. 98-99-99-2000, nothing special, but went out in the uh, fourth qualifying and second qualifying rounds, so nothing really to report there, uh, a bit of a transition, we were just concentrating then on winning the Eastman League and getting um, quite a good side together, uh, which obviously we did in 99-2000, but uh, we lost at home to, in that uh, second qualifying round to uh, quite a good uh, Burton Albion side. 2-0, uh, but obviously we, after that we concentrated on the league uh, and that was a, a league that we went on to win which paved our way back for the return to the National League or the conference as it was then. Now after that year when we got back into the uh, conference that was under Gary Hill, uh, that was a team that everybody will remember, one of, obviously one of my favourite teams, one of everybody's favourite teams if you're, a, if you're a fan, just those that's three, four, five years that we had that squad together, by and large, that manager. That was just a time when everything seemed to gel and it was a good time to be a Daggers fan. Not saying there haven't been other good times and better times, you could say. If, I mean, we got we uh, won the conference after Gary had left, but those three or four years uh, were brilliant times. And uh, it, one that obviously that stands out would be the FA Cup run in 2000, 2001. Uh, where everybody knows, uh, I think I've done an episode on it before, or certainly mentioned it probably far too often, uh, we played Charlton away uh, in that season. We'd won in the fourth qualifying round, beating Hayes at home in the first round. Then the second round went away to a league side, Lincoln, uh, and uh, we won that game 1-0. Uh, Mark Janney scored just a couple of minutes, or not even that from the end, right at the end. And he just toe-poked the ball towards the goal, really. It was uh, going about as slow as it could possibly have gone without stopping. And the keeper let it go slip through his legs. Uh, it was strange, really, because um, about a minute before that, they just announced over the tannoy that he was man of the match. So uh, that didn't end too well for him. But um, we, featured, uh, we rushed home from Lincoln. It was on match of the day that night, just little highlights. Uh, and um, it was good to see us um, get some... Uh, get some publicity for a nice win at Lincoln. And then we got Charlton away in the third round. 
Of course, Charlton being a Premiership team, the week before they'd beaten Arsenal at home 3 0, and the week after we're going there as a non league team. And you're thinking, a mm, bit of trepidation there, but um, it was a fantastic day. Um, we were completely unlucky to uh, to draw one, or we should have won that game. They equalised right at uh, the end uh, through um, John Salako. A bit of a scuffed shot, a deflection, uh, and um, one all it was. Now, if you'd have said before the game that we're going to draw that game one all, uh, I'd have snapped your hand off and so would everybody. But it actually felt very, very disappointing going home because we knew how close we were to actual um, fame there because at that time, no... Uh, non-league side had won at a Premiership team. There had been a, I think Wimbledon had won at Burnley when Burnley were first division. So which is Premiership first division, the same thing really. But in those days, uh, it was first division. So it never happened with a Premiership team at that time. Of course, before the replay came, we managed to play Weymouth at home in the trophy. We got knocked out, so they giant killed us. The game replay was supposed to be on the telly. Uh, it was called off about two hours beforehand due to ice. So it never was played on the telly and the winners of the replay were going to play Spurs so we lost the replay 1-0 so we never got to play Spurs so how very Dagnum that was that uh, we lose that money we lose the game and we lose the chance of playing Spurs but anyone who saw that, that game that season that FA Cup run uh, will never forget that uh, all the all the blue and white striped shirts that we wore I think they were quite uh, iconic at the time for Dagnum the following season we had another uh, good good cup run, um, and there's lots of things about that cup run that were outstanding. Uh, one of them was in the fourth qualifying round when we played away to Basingstoke, a team we'd be expected to beat, I should think, most times at that time. Uh, and in fact, we were 2-0 down at half-time. Second half, we absolutely battered them, uh, pulled a goal back, uh, but then it was going into injury time, and we were still battering them, and you just thought, this, for whatever reason, it's not going to be our day. And we got a corner and uh, Tony Roberts, who everybody will know is our goalkeeper, or was our goalkeeper, came up for it and he scored. Uh, and the celebrations for that goal were, were pretty exceptional. And I'm quite, I think I'm right in saying that uh, it's a record he may still hold, but it was at the time. First goalkeeper to ever score uh, in open play in the FA Cup. Uh, and uh, if anyone deserved to get any kind of record, it was Tony Roberts, because he was a, not only a fantastic goalkeeper, but an absolutely fantastic uh, player and servant for the club. Uh, so that got us into the, um, the first the, the, into a, uh, a draw in that game, but we beat them in the replay. Got in the first round, beat Southport, I think Mark Steen scored. Then we went to Exeter. I think that game must have been televised, because I remember going there, and it was a Saturday night in December, and it was very cold. And the game wasn't the best, I've got to say, but we would certainly take a nil-nil draw, uh, get them back to the Daggers. And we played them on a Wednesday night, I think it was. Again, it was televised, uh, or highlights were certainly, uh, appeared later on on BBC. And we beat them 3-0. And in the first half, we were just irresistible. Mark Janney was superb on the wing, and he was sending in these crosses. Ken Charlie was coming in and nodding them home. And we actually took them to the cleaners, basically. And... Uh, Mark Lawrence, and, uh, not particularly a favourite of mine, but he was the expert summariser in the studio and um, he, he did he was um, fulsome of his praise of Dagenham. Uh, so that got us into round three. We played Ipswich at home. Uh, they beat us uh, 4-1, uh, but again, we'd had a great cup run. 
a lot of publicity, made some money, big crowds. Uh, so we lost 4-1, of course, uh, Junior McDougald scored for us. He had a habit, he didn't get that many goals, Junior, but he did seem to like to the FA Cup. He'd scored at Charlton the previous year, he'd scored um, at, uh, against Ipswich. He was just one of those players who was like the FA Cup. The following season, uh, we had another cup run. We got to round four this time, um, and um, we played Plymouth in the third round away, drew to all. And around about this time, when you see the non-league teams on the match of the day in the highlights, if they scored, it seemed to be a bit of a thing. I'm not sure it's quite so um, prevalent now that uh, they'd have a goal celebration lined up, which would be a bit sometimes a bit hard to work out. I think if you remember Aylesbury, they did one of Aylesbury Ducks. There was one, I think, a team did a load of rowing. Uh, Dagenham scored at Plymouth and uh, they all ran over to near the, the tunnel area or the box, the um, manager's boxes. And they were all doing this rather strange action. It looked like they were trying to dig something to me. We didn't work it out. But it turns out Steve West was um, a bit of a metal detector fan and they were imitating that. I remember that. We played them at home in the replay Plymouth. Uh, beat them 2-0. Again, a good performance against the league side. Uh, the the uh, final goal, I think, was scored by Junior McDougald, the inevitable FA Cup goal, and it was a great move and a great finish by Junior. That took us to round four, and we played Norwich City away. Now, we lost that game 1-0, and uh, I think it's arguably, out of all the games I've seen, the Daggers play over a long period of time, that's arguably the most disappointed upset, call it what you will, I've ever been coming out of the ground. We played, uh, I think they must have been in the first division at the time, uh, and we we held them reasonably comfortably. They had a few chances, as you'd expect, and we didn't have so many, uh, but Tony Roberts was completely sound in goal, and that looked like that was a certain replay, and I think we could have done them damage back at Victoria Road, potentially, and they scored in injury time. Uh, again, it was a right spawny goal, a bit reminiscent of Charlton, a shot that got deflected, just fell to this chap and he smashed it in. Uh, I remember Tony Roberts, was um, he was inconsolable afterwards. That was a huge disappointment and the players came round and took their ovation and that was good. I remember walking out the ground and their supporters were, uh, they were obviously glad they won, but they were, they were quite, uh, they were coming up to us and saying how well we played and how unlucky we were. And somehow that, uh, that sort of meant a lot, even though I was totally disappointed. So I was even more disappointed when I uh, saw the highlights of the game and listened to the Norwich manager, Nigel Worthington. I didn't think he gave us enough credit at all, really. He basically just said they deserved to win. And I didn't think, um, I didn't think he took the defeat and took the win too well, actually. In contrast to Alan Kirbishley, who when we played Charlton, especially in the first game, had given us absolute total credit. and I thought there was a difference there. And again, not one to hold a grudge, but I've never forgiven Nigel Worthington, so maybe I am. Uh, the following season, uh, uh, sorry, a couple of years later, next appearance in the round, first round, we played Orient away, lost 3-1. I uh, mostly remember that because um, we had a, a chap signed for us not long before that game, centre forward Stuart Douglas. We also had Chrissy Moore at the time. I think he was coming back from injury. And uh, the manager played Stuart Douglas. Uh, never quite understood that. We lost 3-1 anyway. Uh, 05, 06, we were just getting together the side that um, would go on to win the conference. Just getting the, the squad together. Players were just beginning to show. Craig McHale-Smith, Shane Blackett, 
and we had a centre forward um, at the time uh, called Tresor Kendall and we played away to uh, Hartlepool we lost 2-1 but he absolutely um, uh, he, he dominated them that game and um, not long after I believe they tried to sign him didn't quite happen but Darlington did so he left us after not very long with us and went off to sign for, for the Darlington but that was on the strength pretty much of that performance in that game where we lost 2-1 uh, the following season was the season we actually won, would end up winning the conference. And our rivals that season in the conference, for most of it, were Oxford United. And we managed to draw them at home in the FA Cup fourth qualifying round. We'd already played them in the league and lost um, in an early season game. And we played them in the cup and we lost again 1-0. Uh, so you sort of thought perhaps they had the wood on us, but uh, as it turned out, they didn't. And... Uh, they may have had the cup run that year, I don't know, but we had the league. Uh, after that, as a league side, obviously you go straight into round one, so that's um, a bit more useful. Uh, and our first season as a league side, we did that. We got to round three, we played South End away. Uh, we lost 5-2, that sounds like a bit of a shellicking. Uh, but um, in fact, we played quite well and we were quite unlucky to be losing. And it was 3-2, I think, with not very minutes to go. Uh, and we were attacking like mad and again we got a corner and again up come Tony Roberts uh, the goalkeeper for that corner and now in a perfect world um, I'd sign off here by saying and he smashed in the equaliser and we went on to win it but it didn't quite happen and the ball was cleared uh, and let's say he competed for the ball uh, and the South End player went down injured and the ref uh, in his infinite wisdom uh, he, of course he wasn't conned in the slightest I'm sure uh, sent Tony Roberts off uh, and um, we ended up losing that 1-5-2 but the, to be honest the game was probably slipping away when that happened and we were, it was all desperate measures trying to get the equaliser uh, and again I think I'm right in saying though possibly again it's uh, uh, changed since is that Tony Roberts set another FA Cup record then he was the first goalkeeper ever to be sent off in the opponent's penalty area so unless anything's changed, I believe he made two FA Cup records, uh, which I think is uh, is quite impressive for a Dagenham player. I mean, you think how long the Cup's been going since 1872 and how many games there must have been, and a Dagenham player holds two records that would be quite hard to beat, one suspects. Uh, we can't ever beat being the first one, that's for sure. Uh, the following season, uh, we played um, Leicester City, uh, away in the second round which is uh, interesting because should we be lucky enough to defeat Gillingham tomorrow night that's who we've got uh, this year in the third round so we played Leicester away in the third round they were in the uh, must have been in there what would be the Premier for League One at the time uh, I remember going to their new ground quite a nice ground uh, we lost 3-2 a chap called Matty Fryer scored a hat-trick against us uh, but we competed quite well in that game against what would be a good side um, what I remember about that particularly is um, when they scored, uh, we noticed that um, they played this um, like a hunting horn of being the foxes, like a fox hunt type of trumpety sound and like the call to the, the foxes. Um, and um, every time we scored, uh, we did it as well. And then when they got the winner, we joined in with them and it stopped them in their tracks. And they were all looking around thinking, why are they joining in? But it was just, we were just having fun. It was just such a good day, basically. Uh, that was Leicester away in 08-09. The following season, uh, we got uh, drawn away to Huddersfield on a Friday night and um, we got smashed 6-1. Uh, 
uh, we're quite well beaten there. But we were playing quite a good Huddersfield side at the time, uh, and uh, yeah, we got we were well beaten. The following season, we drew Warren in the first round and a home draw, uh, followed by a, a defeat away three two, but a good effort. But uh, nevertheless, we went down. Now, the following season, eleven uh, twelve, um, we played Bath in the first round. Uh, we weren't. We weren't the best side this season, I would say, uh, and we drew at home with Bath and went in the replay again, again a game that was live on television, uh, and we managed to win that one, 3-1, although I'm not quite sure how, from my recollection of it, it was a pretty appalling game, uh, and uh, we either equalised or went ahead with John Nurse scored, and it looked like he was, well, let's say it was marginal, so he looked like he was miles offside. I think that was also the game where um, uh, Gavin Tomlin uh, tried to take a corner and kick the corner flag. Um, I might have got that wrong, but uh, I think that was possibly one of the highlights of the game, in fact. We ended up then playing um, Walsall in the next round, one in a replay at their ground on penalties, and we played Millwall at home again, which is quite a good draw for us. Um, gets the West Ham fans out because they hate Millwall, so they come and support us, so we can guarantee quite a good a good. Uh, Good gate, drew nil nil at home and lost the replay five nil. Um, I remember Mill had a chap on loan in that game, scored a couple. Um, name it was Harry Kane. I wonder what happened to him. I uh, just remember he was on loan at Mill at the time. And I think Rob Edmonds was named on the bench for us. I'm not sure if he came on, but um, one of the um, he didn't make many appearances for us, but he may have made one that night. Uh, following season, we lost in Bournemouth. Um, in the first round, next season lost at Bristol City in the first round. Uh, and in the following season, we drew Southport at home, a non-league club. And we went to the replay in Southport and we lost 2-0. And it was quite a poor performance, as I recall. And in fact, um, there was a little bit of fan unrest after that game. This was round about the time when uh, we were heading getting towards the period where we we're probably going to be dropping out of the league uh, and we weren't uh, we weren't a very good side um, all honest and hard working the rest of it but we were a bit lacking in quality probably and the following season we played in the first round Morecambe uh, drew at home pretty boring nil nil draw but managed to win the replay 4-2 uh, then played Whitehawk again a lower level team than us at home we managed to scrape a bit of a draw there played the replay again live on television and we managed to win that one 3-2 after extra time. Now, it was very good that we won that one because uh, the prize for the winners of that one was an away trip to Premiership Everton. Uh, and so we uh, won that prize and we went to Everton and uh, we lost 2-0, actually. Uh, didn't create very much in that game. It was a bit of a defensive battling performance, uh, but nevertheless, we, uh, we did well. We had a couple of players... Uh, playing for us that day on loan. Uh, Joe Worrell, I think, made his professional debut uh, that day. He was on loan from Nottingham Forest, and uh, he's gone on to have a very good career. That Everton game uh, was actually a very good game. We took quite um, a good turnout of fans, I think about 1,700. Uh, enjoyed the day immensely. The people in Liverpool were very, very welcoming. It was my first experience of the city. Uh, we enjoyed it. Uh, Nice day, really, but uh, wasn't successful. But I think the plan there, John Steele was in charge by then. I think the plan there was to um, 
try and stay in the game, I think is what the professionals say, isn't it? Try and stay in the game for as long as possible and then maybe snatch something at the end. And we were actually only one down with not too long to go and then we conceded a penalty. So that was the second and that was uh, game over. Uh, I think we'd started that game without even Jamie Curiton, who was probably our only decent goal scorer at the time. I think he was on the bench. He may have come on near the end. But um, anyway, we gave our best shot. A lovely day out, but nevertheless, uh, we went down... Uh, Two one. The following season uh, was our um, first back as non-league team, uh, and um, we we did play Halifax in the first round. Lost up there in a replay. Uh, next season, fourth qualifying round, we played Orient, who were by then in the conference. Drew nil nil. Lost away at Orient one nil. They they have a habit of uh, turning us over in uh, FA Cup by the sound of it. Following season. Boreham Wood, always a hard team to play. And you know if you go 1-0 down to Boreham Wood, it can quite conceivably stay 1-0 down and the ball won't be in play very much. There'll either be time wasting or kicking it over the stand. I think I mentioned before I've got a bit of a downer on Boreham Wood as much as I admire their efficiency. They're not very good to watch. And that game, we drew at Boreham Wood and went 1-0 down in the replay and that's how it stood. So we lost. Following season... Uh, Peter Taylor in charge by then. We played Carl Shorten away on a plastic pitch, admittedly, uh, but they were a lower level than us. Uh, we lost 2-1. It was a pretty terrible performance. Uh, and um, that sort of set that season on a downward spiral, to be quite honest. Uh, and it didn't improve much. Carl Shorten was a, another rather disappointing game, to put it mildly. Uh, 2021, we played um, Hartley in the fourth qualifying round, beat them 1-0. Played Grimsby league side in the first round. That was the COVID season, so no one could go to that game. It was um, streamed on television, uh, and we had a 3-1 win there. It was just a shame that we couldn't be in the ground to see that, but uh, of course everyone was suffering similarly at that time. And in the next round, second round, we played Mansfield away. We went ahead in that game. They scored uh, in the last minute of injury time, so we, uh, extra time, so we didn't even get penalties. Um, but that was disappointing. Uh, I think, again, the COVID season, so there was going to be no replays uh, just to get the games played and keep the thing moving. So we lost 2-1. Uh, in 21-22 uh, last season, uh, we'd won at Wealdstone away um, in the Cup, 2-1, which was quite a good result. And we drew Salford at home. Uh, Salford, obviously, run or funded by the class of 92, so-called, uh, they've managed to get in the league by a combination of, uh, well, no combination really, they've just thrown money at it. And uh, we played them at home, and of course, because it's the class of 92, and there was a potential of an upset, uh, again, another game that was on television. Unfortunately, we succumbed 1-0 to quite an early goal, um, and um, a bit disappointing. We had enough chances in that game to at least get an equaliser, but it just didn't happen. Now, I remember that game because uh, my neighbour... Uh, John is uh, 90. He's been a West Ham season ticket holder uh, since I can't remember when. Uh, he can't remember when. Uh, a long, long time. And he actually, I've since subsequently found out, he played uh, a bit of non-league himself for Leighton back in the back in the day, in the 40s and 50s. Uh, and he'd uh, been unable to go to West Ham just because the walk was beginning to get to him. So I asked him if he'd want to come to a Dagenham game. Uh, and that uh, Salford game, I said I could get him a ticket and there'll be a few of us going and we'd get seats in the stand, etc. And he came along to that and um, 
he seemed to quite enjoy it, uh, considering he'd been a West Ham season ticket holder uh, for years. I'm sure the proximity of being actually close to the pitch and uh, was quite enjoyable. And he's um, he got impressed by the standards of the football. And suffice to say, he's now a Dagenham and Redbridge season ticket holder. Good man. So it's one to us and one down for West Ham, which is what we like to see. That takes us right up to the present date in the, this season, where we look forward to, as I said, the game tomorrow night um, at Gillingham. Quite a lot riding on that because the winners have got a home game coming up uh, to uh, potentially to Leicester City. I think the winners of this uh, second round, they get, I think, £60,000. Uh, it's live on BBC. That's worth, uh, I think, £35,000. If we were to get um, Leicester, uh, that'd be a reasonably good-sized crowd. A bit of money's been made there. I believe it's also a game that's been selected for overseas television. So it's quite a lot riding on that game, probably for both sides now, because Julian aren't exactly flush. Uh, but um, it's a game that um, I don't really want to think about the money, even though I've just been sort of talking about it. I just want to go out and put in a good performance, and there's no reason why we can't beat them. Uh, in my opinion, so it's um, I shan't be uh, I shall be looking forward to to that game immensely, and I think uh, we've certainly got goals in the team. We might surprise them. So that is a run through of FA Cup games uh, involving Dagenham, ones that I think are worth sort of talking about a little bit more about. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope if you're going to Gillingham tomorrow, you enjoy that, and I hope uh, if. Uh, You've never seen the Daggers, you'll come down to us. Uh, it's always worth a visit. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed. I'll do another episode soon. If you want to send me any feedback, I'd love to get that as well. <laughs>